What's up, what's up? Welcome back to the 41st episode of Cinematic Minds. In this exhilarating installment, we're kicking off our fifth season with a slam dunk as we dive into the 2023 Hulu film, White Men Can't Jump, and delve into the exceptional film career of the talented Lance Reddick. Get ready for a thrilling discussion that'll keep you on the edge of your seat. Hosted by us three brothers, Ed, Theo, and Malcolm Hollinsworth, we're excited to embark on another cinematic journey, this time celebrating the contributions of Spike Lee throughout the entire season, but fo- start focusing off on Lance Riddick this episode. But before we dribble into Lance Riddick's filmography, let's take a moment to discuss White Men Can't Jump. This iconic sports comedy hitting Hulu screens stars a dynamic cast and brings a fresh twist to the world of street basketball. Prepare for an insightful exploration of this classic remake. As always, a quick reminder. We are a Spoiler Zone podcast, so be warned that we will discuss the entire plot of White Men Can't Jump. Alright, let's get started. For those of you who have listened to the first 40 episodes, we thank you for returning. For those of you who are listening for the very first time, we hope you enjoy the ride. Now sit back. Relax and enjoy these cool sounds provided by our musical curator, my bruh, DJ Chuck D. Probably should have asked this earlier, but how much cash do you have on you? Did you not bring enough money to cover this game? I brought like 80 minus 60. Ow, 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 ow. You ready? Four ready. What's up with your boy? He's almost done. I'm like the P.T. Anderson of basketball psychological warfare. Who is P.T. Anderson? Our greatest living director. Spike Lee is our greatest living director. Spike Lee's not even a good Knicks fan. I knew this was a mistake. I'll, I'll, I'll wait it all. Okay. Welcome back to Cinematic Minds. This is our fifth season premiere. And uh, we are here to talk about the remake of one of Malcolm's favorites, uh, White Men Can't Jump. Uh, before we get into start speaking to the details of the 2023 uh, film that was released on Hulu, we're going to do some quick reintroductions. Um, since I just kind of started off talking, I'm going to introduce myself. Um, I am the eldest brother. Uh, I am one of your, your hosts and uh, one of your producers. I am Ed Hollingsworth. I am based in Atlanta, Black Mecca, uh, a proud man down here represent for the East Coast. Um, and, you know, trying to represent for the East Coast bias for my West Coast brethren out here. Um, and um, again, I, I like this as an opportunity to be able to talk to my brothers who are far the West on a weekly basis. I love talking about movies, television and film. And further, I like talking about entry points for people of color to get into um, into the entertainment industry. So I enjoy this a lot um, on top of being able to speak to my brothers on a weekly basis about things they have a great passion for. So, again, just want to do a quick introduction of myself or reintroduction since we're starting off season five. Anybody else would like to reintroduce themselves? Yeah, what's up? Uh, I'm Theo. Um, I'm the middle brother. I live in California. Um, I'm an independent filmmaker. Um, I also work for an animation studio. 
uh, and yeah, love watching movies, love watching black movies <laughs> and reading about black movies and talking about black movies and um, yeah. Um, that's that's me. <laughs> and well, uh, let me ask you this, man. You got a, a lot of exciting things coming on up. Honestly, it seems like within the, the next week. I know there's some things you can or cannot talk about, but dude, I just, you know, you know, if you get a quick second on things that you can talk about, or you feel comfortable talking about, just kind of mentioning some things you got going on right now, or is it still kind of too preliminary with some things? Um, oh, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I can definitely say. I don't know, like, so there's a film coming out called Elemental uh, next week. And um, because I work at the studio that produced Elemental, um, my son was born during the time that that movie was in production. Uh, my son's name is in the credits, so you'll see that in the production babies. Um yeah, so that's coming out. Like, I don't know when people are going to listen to this. It might be out by the, the time you hear this uh, podcast, but that's June 16th. It's coming out. So check out Elemental. Um, and yeah. Um, and isn't his birthday coming on up? Oh, yeah. And his birthday is coming up. Uh, he's turning uh, one year old on June 4th. Oh. Yeah, we look forward to that. I'm going to be out there on the I'm going back to Cali to represent. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, just letting uh, planning mode. I seriously need to get on that shit tonight uh, <laughs> for his birthday party uh, this Sunday. So excited uh, for folks to come out and celebrate with us. That's cool. That's a good transition. Speaking of planning mode, because I feel like we're all planning some things. Uh, it seems like you're planning the celebration of your son's life. Malcolm's celebrating. I mean, planning the union of him and his wife. Uh, I'm planning. The debauchery before. <laughs> uh, maybe I should have came up with a better term. But anyways, Malcolm, why don't you tell us a little about yourself, man, and some things you got going on in your life. I'm Malcolm. I'm the youngest brother, uh, born in 94. Um, I live in Denver. Uh, as Eddie alluded to, I'm about to get married here in August, so pretty stoked about that. Um and yeah, we got this bachelor party trip coming up. I'm a bandwagon Nuggets fan. Uh, the Nuggets are killing it. So hopefully we get this finals uh, dub against the Heat, uh, who just won their uh, Eastern Conference final last night. So yeah, um, that's me. I'm I'm a I'm a data engineer and digital consulting like tech nerd dude. So. Yeah, I like movies. You ain't no nerd, That's man. Small. You got you swagged like out. Huh? You ain't no nerd. You swagged out. You tech swag, brother. Nerds are cool. Nerd, nerds are cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. So I got a quick little pitch, man. Not pitch. One, so I'm a sports polygamist. Folks will hate on me, but look, I've lived in Nashville, I've lived in Atlanta, I've lived in Dallas, I've lived in Detroit, I've lived in New York. I like a lot of sports teach from a lot of different places, right? And so you say bandwagon, right? One, you over a year living in Denver, right? And I got two things to kind of like justify. I don't me. watch like the Nuggets though. I'm not watching them like <laughs> okay. in the middle of the season. 
I mean, I'm just keeping it real, dude. It's like whatever. <laughs> you know, like, I, don't, I don't take it. All right. Well, look, I'm going to see two things. First of all, all right, it's just been a year, right? Second of all, Jokic is a bad dude, but nobody watched Nuggets. I think a lot of folks is noticing that now because they're like, man, this dude's good, right? Yeah. I can't think. Like said, for- Murray doesn't get enough credit. He's he's. Murray, yeah, you're right, you're right, because Murray was injured for a while. I don't know, I can't speak for Theo too much, but I'm just going to say this for a little bit, Theo. Again, Theo, when he moved there about eight, nine years ago, one, the Warriors ain't who they are right now, but Theo wasn't watching Warriors games every day. All that being said, it's been an evolution. And long story short, Theo right now for the past three years, for the past three years, if there's a Warriors game one, Theo's got it on the background. That's all. No, I know if I could send Theo a text, I'm like, are you watching it? You know, it's only like, yeah, I got it in the background. So it evolves, bro. And then me and his last name before I actually start talking about the movie. <laughs> I can't claim Falcons because I'm a Buffalo Bills, born in New York fan. I grew up in Tennessee. I'm a Titans fan. And that's enough. Right. I like to see the Lions do well. Right. But I can't claim them. But once I hit my five year mark here in Atlanta, I don't care what you say. I'm going to start claiming the Falcons. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like once you start playing taxes in Denver or you hit the five year mark, you ain't bandwagon. That's your team. <laughs> Fair so, enough. Fair you enough. paying Denver taxes? <laughs> Municipality? That, Eddie was far. Eddie was um too generous with me though. I felt I definitely feel like I'm I'm a bandwagon fan. Like <laughs> like because I totally like stopped watching them in 2020 after like they lost the finals and like they were trash for like all of the pandemic <laughs> and like i trickled i like and then it was a season later it was last season whenever early on in the season i heard that they were like on a winning streak and i was like oh let me tune in again and so since they were on that winning streak like last season really till like now uh it is like it's been about two years uh, that I'm back on the bandwagon, but if they shift their trash, <laughs> I'm <laughs> now I'm like hooked on the NBA though. I'm like I might just I might just I don't know. Like I gotta find a team that I can root for whenever the Warriors are trash, just because I like now like like watching the NBA, you know, in general. And like so, I'm kind of more hooked on that shit, you know. I, I agree with you. No, I like I like I want to say the soap opera drama of it. But I kind of like that. You know what I mean? Especially like LeBron. I feel like he'd be like <laughs> yeah. sub-tweeting all the time and stuff, bro. Right. All right. So speaking of basketball and what we came here to uh-huh. discuss tonight. Great segue. <laughs> nice. Um, you know, I'm just going to do a quick cast overview. And then I also want to pitch on up to either one of you because I will say this. Malcolm has made it very clear that White Man Can't Jump is one of his favorite films. Mm-hmm. What is that? I got to be honest with Theo. You got a lot of opinions. You got a lot of hot takes about this. So... I'm kind of wide open. Whoever goes first, I'm just going to do a quick rundown of the cast. All right. I just so, wait. It's just I, Eddie just railroaded over the fact that Malcolm never made a point out of being a huge uh, uh, white man can't jump fan. <laughs> like it's cool. Like you know, but like I mean, I think you think I'm like a huge white man can't jump fan because I had that like T-shirt from Pac Sun for a really long time, and I, really I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, that's funny. Right. Like, oh, he right. must really love it because he got the T-shirt. That's first funny. of all. All, of, all right, so I'm glad. So I'm incorrect with this. So one, I think that's exactly it. He had a shirt on. Malcolm's like, I love the movie, and I think I like really accepted that Colonel. And I'm like, <laughs> this is his favorite movie. <laughs> and I was like, it's cool. Yeah, it's not a cool movie. I just so, like 
I don't know if you remember, but in the first season, we did like Matrix Resurrections. And I think because like one time you made an offhanded comment about like, hey, I enjoyed Matrix. So I was like, cool. Theo's a Matrix fan. So then I put it in like the first season of lineup. You're like, why are we reviewing this movie? <laughs> random, another random side note, but Andre is like one of Andre's best friends. Uh, like they've been best friends for like 15 years or whatever. Like, you know, they're part of the same roommate circle at Howard. And I guess years ago, she made a random comment about mermaids or something. So like to this day, anytime <laughs> her friend sees a black mermaid, like on Instagram or something, she'll like tag her in it. And she's, she's always like, why am I? Mermaids. <laughs> And that just reminded me of this because it's like you just latch on another a random little thing. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so now you're beating around the bush. You acting like what didn't happen this past weekend was like not a huge Black Mermaid movie came on out. So like, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's yeah. Now now I'm just like on overdose. You got get, get, get tagged in everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> All right, so all right, back mm-hmm. to the movie. So, uh, we're going to get Malcolm. So, you know what? Whoever, whoever's going to start off, right? <laughs> but I do want to mention the cast. So, uh, Cinco Walls, and I got to be honest, man, he wasn't much on my radar. And I was talking to him. Uh, you were talking to him, I was talking, <laughs> huh? I was talking to Rhonda earlier tonight about it and uh she said that he's in a few different things uh, so I, I didn't i didn't know he was in different stuff so i'm considering maybe doing a deep dive on him jack harlow quick shout out to jack harlow i remember me and malcolm that was before the pandemic when i moved down to atlanta i feel like i wait was it you who sent me to did i put you on or did yeah, you put yeah. me on the jack harlow uh, back in like 2018 so you put me on him no you put me on him Dude, yeah, he's got like cold beats and stuff. So it's kind of like cool to like see his like evolution over the past couple of years. Lance yeah. Reddick, rest in peace. Shout out to the Wire Book Club with Mom Malcolm. But that's kind of sad because Lance Reddick, he was in this, and his whole role is about him being like an aging father who died, and he yeah. actually passed away recently. Uh, Tiana Taylor, Theo's got some uh, hot takes on her role. I thought it was pretty funny. Laura Harrier, uh, Miles Bullock, Vince Staples. And that's about anybody else that I really want to talk about. Oh, Blake Griffin was a producer and the director, Cal Matic. Oh, and I think that was worth mentioning, Mount Theo. I don't know if you're aware of this. Writer and producer, Kenya Bears. So this is the second, like, Kenya Bears project uh, we've reviewed. So brother's out here. He's doing things, man. I feel well, like- also, Cal Matic directed um, House Party. Wow. Are you serious? He direct so I gotta be honest. This all right, you know, we'll get to that. This seems exactly like house party. <laughs> right. right. I mean, I like you I heard, NBA player. I heard that like I feel like I heard independently, like how Matic is directing house party, and then how Matic is directing white men can't jump. And I feel like I would in my head just lump it together as like him doing directing one remake but actually it was like two remakes like within the span of like six months of each other and so i, I never put it never dawned on me until like now that 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 like that's they've started pigeonholed him i guess it's like the like all right 
Think about any black classic movie. All right, we want you to do the remake of it. Like he's becoming like that guy, you know. <laughs> it's a pro. It's a pro and a con to it because you can also say it about Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman, like you're that black or Michael B. Jordan, right? The black action guy and stuff. But then it's kind of like, hey, that's your lane. And then yeah. they think I crazy. mean, right? But like, it's waiting. Lane to be like, I'm going to be the leading black man in everything, <laughs> versus like, I'm going to be the guy that makes like not as awesome remakes of like <laughs> classic black movies. Greatest <laughs> streamers. Is right, the new color purple movie that comes out. I don't. I'm, I just saw that. And I'm like, cool. It looks great, but also like the first one was great. So it's like, why? Why are we doing this? So you know, me and the ants have like me, Ma, and the ants have like a special place in our heart around color purple, right? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go so sidebar. I Here's the Aunt Joyce text for this episode. Be like, fuck these guys. We have not. <laughs> Look, here's the text Aunt Joyce sent me about the color purple. Hey, friends, real quick. The new color purple is not a remake of the movie. It's a film adaptation of the Broadway musical. What did you know? Who cares? I'm not going to read all this. It's a really long text. <laughs> <laughs> really long text. And I was like, yeah, okay. I'm glad you decided to censor yourself about it. <laughs> So, Theo, why don't you kind of start on off, man? So, what did you hear about this? I think you're already kind of starting it with it. Why don't you just continue with that? I think you're already kind of speaking about what you heard about it initially and mm-hmm. then going into, like, what your first impressions were through, you know, expectations and then yeah. you know, what you thought of it. Yeah, man. I guess it was a railroad of emotions because whenever I heard about it, I was like, I don't know. I was like, cool. And then... Maybe in the back of my head, it's like, oh, all the remakes suck. But I don't know. I'm always optimistic going into these ideas. <laughs> and then uh, I saw the trailer and I laughed. I was like, oh, OK, cool. Jack Harlow. Cool. Um, and then, like, I don't know. I think I think the thing part of it is I cannot watch like a movie on streaming while my wife is just in the background, like making dinner or some shit because she just <laughs> Negs out on the movie like instantly. <laughs> I kind of like, that though, gets dude. in my head. I gotta be honest. Uh, I feel like that's kind of starting to become a trend of the podcast, which is just yeah, like, yeah. I just like side comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I just feel like she's like, nah, this is trash. The acting's bad, and I'm like, I'd like to form my own opinion, but like, minutes <laughs> in, she's like, you're are you watching this whole thing? I'm like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> you married a film major. You married a film major. Yeah, yeah. So I uh right. So I watched it. I don't know, like actually I feel like I had to pause it for life shit, but then I got back to it later and I don't know. I just was like I, re- I was just off the bat. Like my first impression was like, oh, this is not this is they're not it's not as cinematic. It's like yeah. a like TV yeah version of White Men Can't Jump. Like it didn't <laughs> feel like a movie it, felt- it came out on hulu it was in a theater one so you know was it in a theater no 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 i'm saying like it just came out on hulu so yeah i mean it's like a tv movie kind of yeah know? yeah and i'm like what like it it felt like a tv movie version of it and i was just like oh that's kind of and then i was like the production quality did definitely seem like you can see from the studios right and let's just talk about those first few scenes of like the original white man can jump when they're actually out there on Venice Beach. Yeah. That's cinematic. That's a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just kind of like I feel like a lot of this was just like on sound stages. 
Yeah. And, and like, and for me, it was like, that's what like drew me into the, like, I've had enough distance. Honestly, I couldn't like, I couldn't recall the original lightning can't jump in that much detail, but I do remember like glimpses of it. And I'm like, yo, like, uh, Wesley Snipes' character is like iconic. He's like by himself. He's like a character, right? Yes. Draws me in. I'm like, absolutely into that. Like, um, and I'm also really into the visuals. Like, it was cool. Like, I was like, oh, there's this world, this basketball world that's like street ball, like outside courts, beautiful ass days out. Like, this guy just spends his whole day just like playing hoops, like for money. And he's not in the NBA kind of thing. And it was like, it shows me to this new world that maybe it does, maybe it was a little fictionalized, but it, it was beautiful. And I, I just, I don't think that I, uh, I got that with it. I was just, the first, the the main, like they were indoor. They they had a, they use a lot of indoor courts. And I was like, why are we yeah. courts? Like, what can we shoot outside, please? Yeah. <laughs> it was like it was a strange. You like know, you know, I'm gonna get to. I'm gonna go to right now. I'm gonna be Mr. Producer. Your director. I'm just. I'll say your director. Dollars, man. <laughs> How much is that for, that Venice Beach set gonna cost right. compared to the soundstage? That's a court. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, like that I looks like an air. That looks I, like an I, airplane I, hangar. I hear you, but like I don't know. Like I, I just I feel like invest in it. Yo, invest in it. Yeah. I would I would have been I probably if I were like on a producing team, I'd be like I don't know, guys. Like if we're gonna save our money on something, maybe it's not on like the sets because this feels like such a like set heavy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they but like mind you, I feel like maybe they save money on sets, but then they also just save money on acting, like. This actor, this actor was not Wesley Snipes. He did not have the like stage presence. He was just kind of like a, a rump, like kind of you know like boring dude. Like, uh, yeah, what's up? So I got a pitch. Maybe it was this. Maybe it wouldn't have been greenlit unless it was like a Jack Harlow project. And the only way it got greenlit is the Jack Harlow project. And they're like, Jack Harlow is not that good of an actor. <laughs> so it's like if Jack Harlow was a good actor, I almost yeah. like an Eminem, but if he was like an LL or Will Smith, man, let's make this cinematic. But it's like mm, this is a Jack Harlow project. He's not that good of an actor, and he's not that good of in shape. So we can't even have him in like tank tops. We got to have him in long sleeves. Okay, you know what? Let's make this like a fifteen million dollar budget movie. And let's get the straight to streamers. I'm, that's just the pitch I'm putting out there. So. Well, I mean, whatever it was, the movie was not as good as the original. And oh no. Oh, I think no. it was they they took a remake and they're like, we're gonna anchor this around Jack Harlow. Um yeah, I man, forgot about oh, how like, good Woody was in it. Woody was real good in the original. Yeah. In my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I honestly like I, I remember him less, but I'm like, I don't know. The act like the the movie, it was disappointing. The, like the fir- first impression, they they cheaped out on it. Some of the commercial breaks. Because I don't pay for Hulu uh, Premium, so I have commercial breaks. Some of the commercial fit, uh, breaks really fit. Um, like I was like, oh yeah, that feels like a, like a nice break in the action. Like like maybe <laughs> did have commercial breaks in it and shit. Like it was just uh, cheap, and uh, the acting was disappointing. Uh, so I got through it, uh, but by the end, I was kind of like not really paying attention. I was like, all right, yeah. So that's that's my first impression. All right, what about you, Mallory? 
Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, Theo said it well. I mean, I had uh, kind of a lot of the same emotions and stuff. Um, it, was, it was very underwhelming. Um, I mean, I don't know. I didn't think Jack Carlo was that bad of like an actor in it. I just feel like they went like really, really hard on like his whiteness on him being white and like trying to like amplify that. Um which I felt was just like unnecessary. He kind of like they just made him look so goofy. Honestly, he kind of lost a couple of cool points with me. With me, just because he was just like, I don't know, his character is just like really, really corny. Um, and then yeah, and like I don't know. Towards the end, I was just not really like paying attention as much because it just like I don't know. They didn't have a really good story. Um, they just like. It was, it just, it kind of sucked. I don't know. I mean, there's also a big age Suck. disparity between, uh, like Jack Harlow and like Sequia or Sequa Walls. Guess how old that dude is? Jack Harlow? No, Sequa Walls. Uh, I mean, I can I'm, see him being my age. Yeah, he's like your age. He's like 38. And Jack Harlow is like 25. So, yeah, I don't know. They just, like, didn't try as hard uh, on this one. Um, I don't think that there – I didn't think that there was, like, any of the action scenes. None of the action scenes were that dope. I think that uh, the original had a lot more dope, like, action scenes. Um, There was, like, some lazy stuff that they did to, like, kind of, like, pay homage to, like, the old one where they're at the core and they're hustling some dude and the guy pulls out, like, the flamethrower and shit. That was silly. Um, yeah. It was kind of... Yeah, in real life, that would have been a gun. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what happened in the in the original one. It was like, what the, the fuck original... is this, like, Pulp Fiction? I mean... <laughs> in the original one, he was like, yeah, let me go get my gun. Like, the same type of thing happened. Um, so, yeah, um, I just... Wasn't really impressed with it uh, at all. I just had I had another you know, point. You make a good point about the whiteness of it yeah. all. I mean, I feel like the movie's called "White Men Can't Jump," and I feel like at its essence, it should be about like the differences. But like they they like uh, there was just like weird diff like yeah. they played into him being really like health conscious and shit and yeah. meditating. Uh, but it wasn't funny. I don't know. It just that wasn't a funny difference. Like for yeah. me, I thought it, I think it would have been funnier if it was like a uh, little Dicky, like kind yeah. of being like, Jewish mom, kind of annoying. You know what I mean? Because like, come, what? Oh, he would have killed it in this. Paul was like so annoyed with him the whole time, and I was like, he's not really that annoying. He seems like a really nice dude. Like, <clears throat> like little Dicky, like hooping and then being like that annoying like that shit yeah. you know what i mean like he would be that would have been more of a like funny way to like ca- highlight some cultural differences and like yeah like into it um but the way they played the white shit like was was whack to me too yeah i mean but I mean, the movie's called white man can't jump though also they didn't address that shit though in the first one like this nigga literally couldn't jump and he couldn't dunk like <laughs> i disagree with y'all they didn't I, even, I, I disagree with y'all. They, they, they He's talking about how he can't jump. Uh, yeah. I think they never addressed that he can't jump. And I'm talking about how I think they should have played the whiteness differently. I feel like it makes sense to like play up the difference culturally, but like 
he's not like he's not. The- I, I speak to both those facts. It's 2023, and if I'm a writer and if I'm remaking this film, first of all, in 1992, it kind of speaks to something in that world. 1992, saying a movie in 1992, white man can't jump, kind of speaks to something going on in that world right now, and they address it in a certain way. And I feel like in 2023. It's not literally about the dude not jumping. I feel like you address it in a different way, which is kind of like, let's talk about the whiteness. And then I feel like the other thing is for like Jack Carlo to be like, hey, dude, wait, you're still in the whole white guys can't play basketball thing. You know what I mean? To be like, yo, dude, you're kind of you're kind of dumb to kind of even still like me doing it as a stereotype. So I don't know. My, in my humble opinion, I feel like they kind of went from like the literal point and then kind of updated to make it accurate for 2023. Yeah. I mean, I guess this movie in my, I feel what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I just feel like in my opinion, like this movie just doesn't really work like anymore. Cause like, I feel like in eighties, in the eighties, there was like a, um, you know, a stereotype that justifiable kind of stereotype that like white folks can really hoop the same way as like, you know, black folks. But like now, like with all the Europeans and stuff that are in the league, like, I don't know, like, I don't think them making a movie and then them them conning people that that he sucks. He's gonna be so terrible. Like it's just unrealistic. Like if I see six foot white dude, I would I would think he could hoop. You know what I mean? Like you know, it's not gonna be like this dude's definitely gonna suck. Like you know what I mean? It just doesn't work uh, the same way I think it would like in the eighties. Whenever like you know we were dominating like the the league. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? So. Um, I mean, um, so yeah, we still dominating the league. Funny. I didn't dominating the league, but you know, there's white, white. There's a lot of white dudes that are can hoop, like Luca. Like, there's there's a lot of white dudes that can hoop, like no, yeah, that's true, that's true. And dirt, yeah, and and, 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 and yeah, Joker, the the two time. Uh, no, yeah, Joker like, is so old and does not look like it at all. He looks so yeah. unathletic, <laughs> and he yeah. does not care at all. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, it's, like, the same thing with, like, House Party, uh, the remake. Like, had they not called this, like, white men can't jump, men can't jump, I wouldn't have been, like, comparing it to it the whole time. I wouldn't have even really seen it, like, as the same thing. I would have been, like, if they called it something else or gave it a different title, I would have been, like, oh, this is kind of like white men can't jump a little bit. But, like, I wouldn't have been held holding it to the same standard like the same you know quality like that cin- like that cinematic you know uh quality that you're calling out Theo so it's like whenever you make these remakes it's just like you're kind of setting yourself up for failure because it's just like unless it's like amazing or has a bigger budget you're just like it's gonna not be the same so that's it that's the crazy thing is they're not I don't even know. Maybe these probably these probably do have bigger budgets just because shit's more expensive now. But like, yeah. they're not using it, and they're not getting like dope dope actors, yeah. like like dope writers. Like they're maybe leaving a lot of shit on the ground, cutting room floor. It seems like a movie where they cut a lot out, right? Because they introduce like all these side stories, but I don't feel like I get resolution with them. Like, uh, I, I mean, like there is. Jack, the the white dude who the, who Jack Harlow didn't like maybe, was like maybe also a that, Maybe we can say that for a little bit later. Okay, sorry. Sounds All cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sorry, we didn't even get into your first impressions. 
No, no, no. I, I thought you had some good points, but I think that's some things you probably may bring up a little bit uh, later. So I actually think, honestly, man, some things y'all bring on up really kind of highlights me to our age difference. Um, I enjoyed the movie and expectations. I came into this with totally different expectations. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm really realizing how much I experienced the original movie so different than you two, you two fellas. So um, I remember like yesterday seeing the original one in the movie theater in Indian Lake Cinemas in 1993 with Ma and Dad and Theo. Malcolm, you weren't born yet. And I remember like yesterday when me and Dad and Ma found out there was a movie that was coming out about basketball starring Nino Brown and Woody from, from Cheers called White Man Can't Jump. I literally, I remember it like yesterday and we were, it, it was like, it was like 1992, we were at Indian Lake. And so like me and dad, like Theo, you were young and Malcolm, you didn't exist yet, but like <laughs> 91, 92, 93, the first three um, Bulls finals, when it was like Bulls, Lakers, Bulls, Blazers, um, Bulls, Suns, like me and dad would watch those and stuff. So like, we, and that's when they had the big movie. So long story short, we were super hyped about this. We're like, wait, there's a basketball movie with Nino Brown? And on Thursday nights, Thursday nights was a big thing for our family. We'd watch Cosby Show. We'd watch Different World. We'd watch Martin. We'd watch Living Single. And Ma and Dad will tell you just like yesterday, what was our white Thursday night show? We go over to NBC and we watch Cheers. That was our white NBC, white Thursday night show. So again, Martin, Living Single, Cosby Show, Different World, Cheers. Me, my dad, fucking cheers hard. And we was like, man, Ted dancing, you know, Kirstie Alley. But man, this young, dumb dude, Woody, man, that dude's funny. And so I remember just long story short, we was just like, wait, a movie called White Men Can't Jump. I got to be honest, different world in 1993. And I can't underestimate this. Different world in 1993. The fact that there's a movie that comes out that's called White Men Can't Jump. I remember me, my and dad were like, wait, what? It's a movie called that? And again, it's starring Nino Brown. So we were super excited. Oh, and then it starring Rosie Perez? We were super excited. We saw it. I, I, remember, I remember us finding out about it. I remember us looking forward to it. I remember us watching it in the movie theater. Um, and I'm going to say this. As a young kid, <laughs> I kind of wanted a little bit more of like, more of a hang. And it was a little bit more cinematic. And I kind of got like some, I don't know, like Spike Lee vibes. I was like, man, I thought it was going to be like a basketball movie and they'd be cool and we hang on out and it'd be a little more serious. I want to say this. I was a little underwhelmed as a little child the first time seeing White Men Can't Jump because I thought the basketball scenes were super cool, but then they made it a movie and it got all dark. And I say all this. I enjoyed this one. And then we get to the ratings part, man, but you say expectations. I had extremely high expectations for the original one. And you know what? I watch it. I rewatch it. I, I enjoy it. But it didn't meet my expectations that I had as a 11-year-old child. Right? It's good. Now, I suppress those expectations. It's like it's a remake with Jack Carlo on Hulu. <laughs> I just want to have a good laugh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, Vince Staples? I, had, I laughed out loud a few times. And I had zero expectations. And there was not too much of a sentimentality that I took back to it. And I think I was also thinking it was going to be like house party. So 
Um, and I saw it. I was running to the cabin. Aunt Mona lined up a cabin for me. I saw it in the cabin out in the porch. It was kind of cool. I was like out in the woods, and it was right before I went to Kendall's graduation party. Mm. That was kind of like I watched by myself. It's kind of cool. When you guys come down here to Atlanta, I may check you out to that cabin. It's like only about 30 minutes away. And it was pretty cool. So, but I thought I'd bring that on up because Malcolm, you didn't exist when the first one happened. Deal, you were around, but in 93, we weren't talking that much about basketball stuff. Mm. But I think that kind of brings into like how I experienced this one a little bit different than y'all. All right. Uh, so what do you guys think about, um, man, if there are some scenes or performances, would anybody like to kick off with sharing any scenes or performances they'd like to discuss or highlight or anyone that that really stuck out to them in particular? You got it, Malcolm? Uh, barbecue scene was cool. I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, this shit was <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah. don't make the fuck. If you don't got a scene, you ain't got a scene. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess the barbecue scene was cool and stuff. And I thought his dad was dead until, like, they brought him back at the barbecue scene and stuff. So, um, yeah, so that was cool. What about the barbecue scene? Anything in particular? Um, I mean, it was, it was good lighting. <laughs> um, you know, real talk, I thought I thought it was kind of shot, kind of nice too, though. Hey, I like the little yeah. out the shirts that they had. Like there was like so and so sixth birthday with like the fresh print shirts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing too, man. I feel like they were trying to be so like late eighties, nineteen nineties, like the original one. I'm like, I mean, just just be on like some twenty twenty three shit, but. Oh, they were trying to do the early 90s vibe, though. I will agree to it. If I thought the neon and stuff. Mm, I didn't even think about that. I thought that's just, it felt like a modern day movie. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, the the barbecue scene, I'm like, that's not what my head goes to. But like, it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, maybe like the uh, scene in um, uh, Poetic Justice where they're at the barbecue. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looked like it was at the same exact park. Right. That was sort of the same <laughs> park that was in um, Minnesota Society. It's like, is it yeah. the same park? <laughs> uh, it's the same park, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then I feel like, homie, like the main dude, I mean, now I remember these dudes' name. He had a nice fit on. Um, but I was like, that scene was like uh, confusing to me because. I just it was it was like hey don't tell my girl that I'm playing basketball again right mm-hmm. like uh, it's on the falls part right and I'm just like well then how did you why did you even invite her to this fucking cookout <laughs> and does his girl know not to tell your girl because like <laughs> y'all tell you know here's something I will agree with you on oh, not real agree with you I I think that's in line with the original and the original was actually streaming on Hulu. Woody Harrelson and his and the managing his relationship with, with Rosie Perez is is just as flaky and nonsensical. It's uh, just like losing. He's like, yo, Wesley. So look, I'm out here playing basketball, but don't tell my girl I'm playing basketball. But I'm gonna introduce you to her <laughs> and let her know we're hanging out every day. But don't tell her we're playing basketball. <laughs> and Wesley's like, okay. Yeah, man. Oh, man. I want to unpack this movie more because I'm just like, all right, like, all right. So is that your favorite? Is, it, is there a performance that sticks out, Malcolm? Uh, yeah, that, nah, not really. I just another point <laughs> I want to call out. 
was like, I wish they could have maybe given Jack Carlo a little bit more of a, a back backstory. Um, they like kept briefly saying like, yeah, and he played at Gonzaga, and like you know he had a knee injury. Like I don't know. I think that they could have like given him more of a little bit of like a story, a backstory. Yeah. Look, yeah what up, Ed? I thought yeah. that was hilarious. They're like, look, <laughs> what stereotypical school white dude <laughs> from the West Coast play basketball at? Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah. Exactly. Like, y'all know what y'all doing. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, so, all right, I kind of, like, want to focus in more on, like, the story, some let's questions that I have. Yeah, let's do this, man, let's do this. <laughs> like, let's do so, this. Because I, I can't even think about, like, a favorite scene. Like, I'm just gonna go down the list, right? So, like, <laughs> um, Tiana Taylor, um, she was... I somebody I noticed in this that I've seen before, and Eddie, when I told you, was like, whoever keeps cat like if you see a movie with her cast in it, you should already have pause because like <laughs> she's never in good movies, <laughs> in movies, but they're never good. And sometimes it's like she's a star in them, and they're not good. And then other times she's just like, oh, let's just get Tiana Taylor and throw this in this because she's got a budding acting career. But then it's like they're not good. Like I'm thinking, coming to America. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm thinking, what else is Tiana Taylor been? The, the shitty Stomp the Yard that came out, like right. Stomp the third. wait, wait, no. Was she in? It was Honey. She was in Honey. Rise up and dance. Um, All right, you know what? So I agree with you, but I'm also gonna say this: her music video when she was dancing like a cat. Yeah, that has no bearing on that. This. Was- <laughs> <laughs> That's not that. Like I'm talking about her as an actress right now. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna t- I'll give you that, but also something unrelated to her acting. Like nigga, okay, yeah, she's fine. She can dance. I like some of her albums, but like I'm like I'm taking pause. And now I I've been seeing a trailer for some new Oscar Beatty movie called A Thousand and One. One thousand one. Hey, yeah. honestly, dude, after you told me that pitch, I saw that, and it's like very Oscar Beatty. Yeah, I just she looks kind of good though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she looks great. I'm like, not mad to see her in, but I'm just like, oh, I don't know if it's gonna like if you're casting her, like, I don't know, your movie already might be on a bad path. Um, and so yeah, so she was her as I guess like I don't know, man. She was okay. She one, she's from Cal and she lives in California in the movie. She's got this thick New York accent. It's like you cannot uncouple her thick New York accent from this movie. <laughs> Um, and I also thought it was absurd that at the end of the movie she just gave uh um Sin Quay. His name is Sin Quay in this. Oh wait, no, it's Kamal. Amon, yeah. he gave she gave her husband like she was like, here's five grand after and they can't like, pay rent. Right. Where's rent? Where's rent? It's like, all right, I got five grand. It was like, well, then why were you pushing him for the rent? Just pay the rent. <laughs> give this thing a little bit more room to get a job. Like, don't encourage the streetball thing. After I'm he got her, bring that one up too, because like, first of all, it started off he like you can't pay rent, and then she, you know, it was like, hey, you dressing up? Where you about to go? He was like, yeah, I'm about to go play basketball in a tournament. I thought she was gonna be pissed. She was like, oh, okay, cool, do your thing. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> right. Um. So, I guess the comedic relief in this, Speedy and Renzo, like the they're the homies of Kamal. Um. 
One was played by Vince Sapo. I'm not sure. I haven't seen Miles Bullock in anything else, but uh, yeah, he's in BMF, I guess. Um, but I don't know. Eddie, I'm curious because you say like, you're like, they were like the MVPs of the movie. Well, I think it was corny, bro. I was like, they're not funny. I was like, this is, I was like, I get what you're trying to do. And there's a space in the movie right now for this to be funny. But like the shit y'all saying ain't funny. <laughs> what was it? Maybe I missed. Maybe I'm like, if you tell me back some of the jokes, maybe I'll be like, oh yeah, that was funny. But like, that was the thing. Honestly, I feel like I I forget what I gave House Party, but now I want to go back because if I gave it two thumbs down, I need to give it one thumbs down because this shit is not as funny as House Party. Yeah, for sure. But do you remember anything from uh from this, Eddie? That they said? all right. So I was gonna say something. So in regards to the tall dude. One, I thought the tall dude was funny, but I do agree with you. And you know what? I want to just, I want to say nuance. I don't say maturity, but it's 2023. And I think it's a bit broad comedy, but, and I think that, I think there's something that's consistent that we've had on this podcast is this, like, I think Jack Carlo brought it on up. Like the whole black, white comedy shit sometimes, like, you know what I mean? He's like, hey, who's this white guy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's like half of his jokes would be like, he's a white guy. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like, were they talking about? Were they making fun of like one of them was making fun of the other one's like fat girlfriend or some shit? No, no, no. So I like that because here's my thing. I just, all right. One, I don't want to say I'm hating, but I feel like what house partying with this. I'm like, I see what they're doing. <laughs> kind of gets me encouraged because I'm like. If they can do this shit, I can do this shit, right? <laughs> but I'm like, dude, he's just taking like the Cole and Big Shirley jokes from Martin. That's exactly what they're doing. Cole yeah. and Big Shirley. That's that's what they're doing and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, funny or not funny, but I just like I thought that was like the like little gig. And then at the end, you see Wait, Big funny Shirley. or not funny? Like, no, not funny. Like I thought that's it was funny. That's I thought it was funny. What was funny? All right. <laughs> okay, you know, so first of all. All right, I'm not trying to fail, but me personally, I like those dudes. I was laughing now with the tall guy. I thought he could be a bit cheesy at times. But then here's my awful thing. I'm like very biased about Vince Staples because I've been sending y'all texts about Vince Staples in Abbott Elementary all season. I think he's hilarious in Abbott Elementary. And so once I saw him in this, he made me laugh a couple more times. And I'm trying to like ride this like Vince Staples thing. I'm like, dude, great rapper. But I'm like, dude. I think he's a hilarious actor. I think he has great timing. And I'm like, I'm trying to like, yo, folks, push this Vince Stables thing. So maybe I'm biased on that. And I kind of hear you. So they could be a bit cheesy sometimes, but they made me laugh out loud. So, and again, I was just trying to like, again, Saturday morning, relax in the woods. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? No expectations. Like pleasurable viewing experience. I mean, I had a good viewing experience too. I was just like, I wanted, to, I don't know. Because I was like, all right, cool. These are the guys who will give me a couple chuckles. And I was like, meh. Uh, and then last thing I'll say, Laura Harrier, who played Tatiana, same way I feel about seeing Quaid Walls playing Kamal. Like, Laura Harrier had ginormous shoes to fill mm -hmm. in playing the character that was played by Rosie Perez. And it was like, she didn't even attempt like, I mean, I don't even know if she didn't attempt or if, like, the story just didn't even call for, but it was just, like, how are you going to, like, omit? That's, like, that's like having, making a remake of My Cousin Vinny and then, like, not having fucking, uh, 
Marissa Tomei, like having a, a, a dry ass actor play Marissa Tomei. You know, <laughs> like, like that was like a major. I'm glad you said that. Of the movie. Yeah, I think I think I think that was a great. I think that was a great uh, comparison. Comparison. You know, like having I'm, some like vanilla actors replace like you. Like, hey, you're gonna do the Marissa Tomei role in My Cousin Vinny, but it's gonna be like vanilla. No, right. The whole point is like, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe it was a bit of a stereotype for the time because, like, Rosa Perez, like, had, like, spicy Latina, like, woman down or whatever. But it's like, all right, maybe maybe don't play into that cultural stereotype. But, like, you can still have a big-ass fucking personality. And it was just like, hey, I'm fine. <laughs> like... I'm angry at you for playing basketball, but like she was just not memorable. And it's like, so well, I'm not trying to quiz y'all, but Lauren Harrier, the girlfriend in this, she was a dancer. Do you remember what Rosie Perez's job or thing that she was doing? Yeah, she movie? was really good at uh, uh, trivia or the, yeah, right. she was prepared, for, prepared to be in that show. Jeopardy. Yeah. Jeopardy. Yeah. yeah. That's way more interesting to me. <clears throat> That was just a way more interesting thing. Like I remember that part too, and I was, and I'm like, I don't even know how we got there. But like, there was not, <laughs> enough, there was not enough room in this movie for like that offshoot storyline. Which like, I feel like that took up a solid like 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> I was like, why am I watching Jeopardy right now? <laughs> I, I kind of, well, I remember this again. I don't know if it was me in 1993 and the way I felt about Rosie Perez. But I don't way I felt about that movie too. I'm like, yo, Woody, do not fuck this up, bro. Like, do not fuck up Rosie Perez. Like, you fucking it up. You not fuck. And then when he fucks it up, I'm like pissed. And like in this one, like when Lauren Harrier leaves, I'm kind of like, I mean, you're kind of bullshit, dude. Like, <laughs> and I'm not really all that upset. You know what I mean? Like, and you know she, and you know she's gonna come back. But in the in the other one. Kind of like you feel like stakes are on the line, you know what I mean? So again, I think you go back to the cinematic part of it, but again, I'm telling you, bro, different budget level though. Nino Brown, Woody Harrelson in his prime, uh Rosie Perez, like two, three years but, after but, do the right I mean, thing. This is a different budget level. It wasn't a different budget level because, like, <laughs> I don't know if like they were like, of course, Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson are calling for like huge budgets now, but like were they back then? yes it was so i remember theo um this was the term summer blockbuster it was one of the biggest movies of the year right ron shelton he's a writer director so he does a lot of uh sports movies before then i don't know if you ever mean you ever watched it but bull durham so it's like the kevin costner uh minor league baseball movie. Then he did White Man Can't Jump. After that, he did Blue Chips, The Great White Height, Tin Cup, Play It to the Bone, Bad Boys 2. So it was one of the biggest movies of the year. And again, I'll tell you right now, Wesley Snipes in 1992, I mean, it was him and Denzel. Will Smith wasn't around yet. But Will Smith, Wesley Snipes in 1992 was, I mean, him and Denzel were like two big black stars and stuff. Right. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, they they cheaped out on the budget, and uh, I guess it's just also Malcolm. You point out, like, I mean, uh, the black white thing. It's his past his prime, and it's again, it's like kind of like Kenya Barris is like that's what he really kind of hones in on, and a lot of his stuff was like 
the like interracial, like having these black white conversations. But it feels like I wish he. I think he wishes he was around, like during like Jungle Fever and White Men Can't Jump, because it was timely then. Now it feels like he's like he's like writing comedies and doing shit for like that time, but it's like. 30 years too late. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, like, cause it could, then he do, um, you people too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you guys, honestly, it, it, man, this is interesting. Wow. Between like you people and like house party, like y'all are being kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Y'all could like, Kenya Barris is doing this thing and Calmatic is doing this thing. And y'all kind of like consistent with y'all feedback on it and stuff. <laughs> I don't get too deep on it though, but that's how I don't get kind of structured around it. But I feel like this kind of makes us kind of like further understand, like, you know what I mean? What we're watching is movies and stuff. And we kind of see it a little bit more. Sometimes I like to, I like to, when I watch a movie, I could be like, man, it's a quick Tarantino film. Um, so yeah. I think that we're starting to kind of recognize a little bit of trademarks and stuff. Um, <clears throat> you got anything else to share, Theo, in regards to performances or scenes? Um, I mean, no, I think I touched on it. I just have more story questions. So yeah, what's up, man? Come on, keep on coming, man. I think this is great. Come on. I okay. So there's I was like, man, who's the protagonist in this? Are antagonists in this? And like it seems like uh there's the guy who like shoots up the like that he gets punched and then he comes back at the end of the movie or whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, like, you know what I mean? I feel like he's just like, they just threw him in because there wasn't like an enough adversity. Um, yeah. And then like the white dude, that's like the rival basketball coach um, slash former player, but he's not even a bad guy. Like, does he do anything like, I don't know. So I think you're asking the right questions. And if I want to take it back to the original, I think you're asking the right yeah, questions. Is there an antagonist in the original? Yeah, no, in my opinion, if I was going to ask you, if you were to ask me who's the antagonist in the original, I would say it's Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Wow. So he's a protagonist and antagonist. And these other guys yeah, are just nice, like people dude. that come along along the way. But Woody Harrelson is like the antagonist. He's like his own worst enemy. So I mean, Wesley Snipes too. What's up? Wesley Snipes is kind of like a protagonist, antagonist. Same thing, yeah, yeah. He was like a good guy who was an asshole. I yeah. feel like Woody Harrelson was a good guy who was a dumbass. But yeah, Wesley Snipes is a good guy who was an asshole. I feel like in this, though, and I'm not going to say it's good or bad, but I feel like if we're trying to say, hey, this is a remake, and they said that Ron Shelton also helped out with Kenya Barris in this. So if it was Ron Shelton and Kenya Barris in the writer's room, I feel like he'd kind of be like, yo, and I feel like they kind of yada yada it with like Jack Carlin, like all his drugs and him drinking and shit. Be <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a vegan, but I got all these pills. And you right. know what? I got upset. And I'm gonna get drunk as fuck and play basketball in the middle of the day. Right. <laughs> He'd be like, yo, dude, what's up with all these pills? He'd be like, yeah, I just live life. Yada yada. <laughs> Malcolm, you said it too. Like that, because that's the thing is like they they actually have more backstory than the characters in the original. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Think I know shit about like Wesley or Nah. They didn't have a backstory in the original, right? But it's like they gave more here. But it felt like it felt like because they gave more, it was like bad writing because they didn't give. I wanted more. I was like, I need. I need to understand more to this. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like 
you can't hint at like drug abuse and like alcoholism and not like dive deeper you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. dive deeper into that a little bit or like resolve it by the end it's like yeah. so is he still like is he still like light, lightweight and alcoholic like i don't know um you kind of i got more with the other dude with his backstory i guess kind of because i mean he was just like yeah he wilded out at that one game yeah like, that's gonna fuck up your like, he, he yeah. needed some meditation that's, that's gonna, some that's other gonna things. he need to chill out Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you know, punching somebody in a game like that's gonna fuck up your uh, recruiting and your scholarships and all that. But that doesn't mean like you're done. Like right. other shit <laughs> had to happen in his life yo, where he was just like, yo, well, I'm just gonna get really old boy in Alabama. I mean, yeah, kind of killed somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and I then mean, you see old boy University of Georgia. They got involved in the car accidents and stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. So here's yeah. the thing. They did not handle with care like a very real issue, right? They like kind of like yada yada it, right? Because it's like actually, why did nobody in your family for that period of time after you beat somebody and your dad is in the hospital? Why didn't anybody be like, hey, maybe you should go to therapy? Like this nigga never considered therapy, and nobody in his family told him about it. And then it's like years later, he meets a white guy who's like a suit like into meditation, and it's like that's what he needed. It's like no, actually, he needed therapy. Um, and here's nothing else. The well, now up there in Cali, dude, then people will be on the basketball courts and be like, man, what is that you're doing? I'm like, time out. You in Cali, this is the first time you've seen somebody meditate. Like, it was shit like that. <laughs> meditate, bro. Lazy. <laughs> you live in LA. You ain't never seen anybody meditate right. before. Right. And why? And it's like, why? That's not even a white thing. If he was at <laughs> doing that, they'd be like, what are you Wait, doing? white thing. I meditate, bro. You meditate. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, by the end of the movie, they did say, like, oh, like, I'm meditating and shit now. But it's like, dude, you had real anger issues. And that's the other thing I don't understand. Maybe this is in the other movie, too. But why did white dude, why did Jack Harlow need Cinque? Like, what did I miss the, like, justification for this partnership? Or was it just like, hey, you're nice at basketball. I'm nice at basketball. I'm con of people want to join my con. Like, no, because of, no, because of the tournament. The tournament, like, is like what got them together. Right, but I don't know why did they need they needed each other for that. No, I think that goes back to that. I didn't go front. I didn't go back to the original. They had some like nice basketball highlights in the original. You'd be like, okay. oh, yeah. And I feel like consistently in this, you'd be like. It's kind of fundamental. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like, a spin move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the I thing. Mean, it was like, it was like Jack Harlow did a step back three. Like, yeah. I remember having a feeling in the first one, like at the gate, I was like, "Yo, Woody Harrelson's night." Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Think, nice. Yes. Like, yes. In this, I was like, "Is he nice? Are they gonna?" <laughs> <laughs> more spectacular than anybody else out here like like they didn't show enough for me to believe like and i was like he's injured too like i don't understand the like boundaries of his injury because he was oh, just man. he was just fully playing <laughs> they kept killing me with that sound effect too whenever he would hurt his knee i was like oh man i like that as an athlete you the athlete you like yo i need some consistency on this because if you got a bad knee that's gonna be what you you gonna be looking like old boy last night. Uh yeah. uh uh old boy for the Celtics. Oh, Tatum? Yeah. Tatum? 
No, yeah. that's hurt. Right. Yeah. Because Woody Harrelson wasn't injured inside of the first movie, was he? Nah. He just couldn't jump. Yeah. That's, it's <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, he had problems really with the mob too. Like he like was in debt to the mob. Like that's what his incentive was to like join forces with uh West. Oh Island. my god. I'm as I'm learning more about the original, I'm getting more mad because they were like, that's a cool, unique story point. Let's take that shit out and just make it real like basic. But <laughs> <laughs> like, oh cool, she's like super smart and good at Jeopardy. Fuck that. Let's just get make her dance. Like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> like storyline, that would have been like a cool, like little, like extra little storyline with this. Hey, hey. Like, <laughs> he needs he needs to pay back the mob. Nah, let's just make him have like a unre- get an unrealistic surgery that he may or may not work. Like that was the motivation. Was like, oh, I need to get money for this surgery so that I can get to the G League. I was like, that's what I'm rooting for. <laughs> You're gonna get to the G League? <laughs> yeah. That's like those stakes are super low. Like not dying and paying back the mob, like, oh okay, yeah, this nigga doesn't want to die. Like, wow. Sorry. Uh, the, uh, I love it. No, first of all, do not say sorry. And I don't like you coming consistent with this story, man. Because one, you starting to have me think about story a lot more. <laughs> and are uh, these but then honestly, I think it takes us back to like I think like the combo we'd have for like the past 10, 15 years in regards to music. I remember when I would be in college and you was in high school, I'd come from down south, listen to like that trap shit. <laughs> and you'd be like, bro, up north, like lyrics, bro. Like <laughs> we like what they talking about. And I remember I'd just be like, nigga, I don't even fuck what they're talking about. I'm just on this track. <laughs> but long story short, you end up putting me on trial, you put me on roots, like real talk. And I would put a lot of my boys on them too. So it's like. It's that balance, but now I feel like it's that same vibe right now. Sometimes I'm like, I just want to sit back and then watch some dudes kick each other's ass. <laughs> and watch some, you're like, yeah, it's cool, but I need some story. Like, why am I here? Story. So, uh, Roger Ebert. He was, right, no, 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 no. I don't say bad. I like it. It's theme. It's doing, I don't say yin and yang, but you keep that theme. And I like that because something that I used to not think about, again, you seeing Malcolm's now starting to think about, and I started thinking about it and stuff. And I think that's one of the balance that we had. So, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to say quick, uh, scenes and character. It's just a quick one, bruh. I don't know if he was a cousin or what, but the dude who had like the headband on, who was like, yo, bruh, we ain't in prison no more, bruh. We out here. You know what I mean? I ain't here. I ain't serving stuff in prison no more. We good, bruh. Man, we can do this, you know? <laughs> that was random. That was random. That was so I only I only indulged it because it was uh, Black Jesus. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I got to watch this show because he was hilarious. Dude, oh, yeah. Jesus. You got to watch Black Jesus, dude. And then Black the white Jesus. dudes got in a fight, and he was like, bruh. Come on, man. Y'all are missing my gentrification. I could have been up in pen for all this, man. Yeah. yeah. That's I didn't know like Jesus. Like, imagine, imagine that same energy, but he's just like, and I'm Jesus. Like, <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> gotta watch this tonight, bro. Oh, dude, it's amazing, dude. You'll love it, bro. It's great. That's like Jesus. Oh my God. He looks so hilarious. Yes. I was like, I want to watch it. It's- the oh my god yes yeah if there's one thing positive that came out of this entire black white men can't jump remake it's that they highlight legacy so you could go watch black jesus because that was yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> hilarious to me, man. Every every line he had. All right, so I guess I ain't much to share. So you know what? I originally was going to pitch plot points, but you know what? I think we all good. Uh how about we just give us some ratings? <laughs> uh unless any of y'all got any plots, I mean any sequels y'all want to pitch. A sequel to White Man. I don't I don't have any. Nah, I don't. I mean, <laughs> they have kids in it or something. I don't know. Like something with their kids. White. All right. Something I would like. Something I would like. Which I don't think they need to do something. But if they did a something a sequel, which I don't think would happen, is if they also got Wesley and Woody in it, and they doing something. They like coaches or something like that. I feel like Woody just had a freaking movie when he was like a basketball coach with a whole bunch of um kids on the spectrum. It's on Peacock called Champions. Oh yeah. So you know. Um I, ratings. I was thinking about this earlier, especially after Theo's feedback. So I had separate comments with each of y'all over the past couple of weeks about this. I'm gonna give it. I think I'm, I feel like I'm being stereotypical with this, and I think Theo is kind of right. And I'm really not trying to fit the stereotypes, but I'm, I'm gonna give it two thumbs up. I enjoyed it. I laughed out loud a lot. I enjoyed it, and I've like rewatched it on mute and on unmute like three times. I enjoy it, and I don't have too much into it and stuff. And Jack Carlo, he didn't disappoint me. Sometimes I'm kind of like phone B100, and I'm kind of like rapper who's being the actor be further 100 i'm like white rapper who's being the actor man don't fuck it up i don't fuck he fucked it up right i was asked first of all i should take the white i say white because it's one rapper being the actor it's like there's not so many of them and then white rapper turned actor there's even But if he does horrible, right, then that's kind of like his legacy. So I was kind of like, I'm I'm a fan of Jack Carlo as a, as a rapper, um, as an artist, I don't know, as a person. So I was wanting to see him do well in this, and I feel like he didn't fuck it on up. So I was happy to see that. Like, don't fuck it on up. Um, and I laughed out loud several times. So I can you watch it again? I've rewatched. <sighs> okay, I've rewatched it several times, but it's been been preparation. For the pod, because I'm like in ten it. years, like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, so, so watch again. So, um, me and Rhonda, I was, I was like, Rhonda, have you watched it? Yeah. And she already did, but if she didn't, I'd watch it that way. And okay. like ten years, did you like spark it on up? The movie. <laughs> I think I'm kind of like, yeah. I don't think I'm seeking it out. But if someone's like, let's put it on up, I'm kind of like, okay. All right, cool. Now, now, if they're like, hey, let's watch White right, Man Can Jump, I'm easily going to be like 93 or 2023. And I'm easily going to, and then if you ask me, I'm like, let's put 93 in. The original one came out in 92. Okay, but, uh, 92 or 2000. <laughs> I'll give it two thumbs down. I didn't like it. I wasn't a fan. I mean, you know, it was whatever. Um, if somebody wanted to watch it, I'd protest against it. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't like it. Oh, man. So you were like, bold 2000, 2000. You're like, don't waste your time. 
Okay. Yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, I think it was good for like Jack Harlow to get some like acting experience. I don't think this is gonna be like the last thing that he's in. Um, so good for him. I'm still a Jack Harlow fan, but um, yeah, I didn't like this. I'm gonna say this then. I don't interject and let me know if I'm interjecting too much. I'm a Jack Harlow fan. I don't think he was a good actor. I think he was just being him. And maybe I don't know if that's a bad thing to say because sometimes I feel like Denzel and Will Smith and Samuel Jackson are pretty much just like playing themselves <laughs> as, as a pilot or as, <laughs> as a barber or whatever have you. But I, me personally, I kind of came away from it as like, hey, he can hold his own in the movie that's on the streamer. But I didn't really come away from Jack Carlos as an actor, especially when I look at other rappers who turn actors. I kind of have him at like, maybe I shouldn't compare him to the other white actor, a rapper actor, but I am. Eminem, I don't know. I kind of have him at an Eminem level or below. Yeah, I mean, I thought Eminem was great in 8 Mile. I don't think anybody else did. He didn't act as else. <laughs> Or, oh, okay. or, or maybe he didn't want maybe he wasn't interested in acting anything on us. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was I love eight mile. I I would say that's a classic. I've only seen it once. Oh really? Oh, that's one like, yeah, I'm running that. Like, yeah, I love eight mile. It's great. Yeah, I only saw it one time. I think it's easier to be a, a dramatic actor, honestly. Um especially for fucking Eminem. Because like He's already just kind of an angry nigga, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel it. Like, I don't know. I think I think it's a harder hill to climb to have good comedic timing and shit and like lead a movie. And so I will well, say a that. different world though. Could y'all ever imagine no Eminem going comedic? Because I feel like my first thoughts of Eminem was like when me and Theo lived in like Tennessee and when Malcolm mm-hmm. was like a baby, it was kind of like slim shape, you know what I mean? It was like he was like the super silliest dude on MDV. And yeah, then he ended up being like mad. Then Marshall Mathers LP came out and he was like, "Fuck y'all, mad." Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I feel like he's been like he's made cameos in comedies or something, but like leading a comedy like this, nah. I feel like that would feel awkward. Um, and I felt like it still it felt awkward with uh, fucking what's his name, Jack Harlow, Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow. I stand by, like, I mean, I literally just feel like this would be, I would be having a whole different conversation right now if Little Dicky was in this. Yeah. I just, it would be such a different movie. Like, that's, oh man, like, this guy wasn't real. Like, I feel like that's the thing is, like, he wasn't real. He was, like, the extremes of a bunch of different white stereotypes. And it was, like, (laughs) not, like, you're a fake like you sound fake everything about you sounds fake so uh yeah you know what's so cool that you bring i don't say cool but you know it's interesting you bring this one up so i feel like it's we're talking about little dicky and jack harlow which are white curly-haired rappers right and i feel like we're talking about man what's the best way we can use these projects to kind of like manifest them and it's kind of like in a different way of like 30 years ago it was fresh prince and um well you had fresh prince and then who else you had you had uh kid and play and i feel like it's like a similar thing i don't want to kind of come from the producer the corporate aspect but it's just kind of like man 
we got these guys. They're extremely marketable. What's the best way? Let's put one in the TV show. Let's put one in the movie. And I feel like I would say this, but it was kind of like a similar thing. It's like, hey, you got two guys. One you got to put in a movie. One you got to put in a TV show. Can it play movie? Fresh Prince TV show until he becomes a movie star. So maybe it's kind of like a similar thing with this. It's like, yo, man, Lil Dicky and Jack Harlow, extremely marketable. Man, maybe we can't give Lil Dicky the movie and a TV show. And we got to split in this though. So. Maybe. I don't know. That's not usually, I mean, it's usually like, what's going to make us most money? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, y'all got anything else? Yeah, Theo, what was your uh, rating? You didn't give a, a, oh. a rating. Um, yeah, man, I guess I'd have to give it two thumbs down. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not like, <clears throat> thinned me, but like, it wasn't good. Like, it's not like I'm going to watch it again. Um, yeah. Like, it just, just another movie that exists now that kind of just like, like, slightly tarnishes the name of the original. (laughs) Born on September 15th, 1962, Lance Reddick was a versatile actor who has left an indelible mark on the entertainment industry. His journey to stardom began with a passion for the arts and a deep commitment to his craft. Reddick's entry into the entertainment world came through his affinity for the stage. He cultivated his acting skills and gained invaluable experience by performing in various theatrical productions, including Shakespearean plays and contemporary works. His dedication and exceptional abilities caught the attention of industry professionals, propelling him towards on-screen opportunities. In the late 1990s, Lance Reddick made his debut in film and television, starting with small roles in various projects. These initial roles allowed him to showcase his potential as an actor, even in supporting capacities. However, it was his breakout role as Lieutenant Cedric Daniels in the acclaimed series The Wire that truly propelled Reddick into the spotlight. His portrayal of the disciplined and principled police officer garnered critical acclaim and solidified his reputation as a formidable actor. Since his breakthrough, Lance Reddick has continued to captivate audiences with his performances. From his roles in iconic series like Fringe to his contributions to high profile films such as John Wick, Reddick's on-screen presence is characterized by his commanding performances and emotional depth. Beyond his acting, Reddick's distinct voice has also made him a sought-after figure in voice acting, lending his talents to video games, animated series, and other projects. As we celebrate Lance Reddick's prolific career and life, unfortunately, he recently passed away earlier this year, we want to focus on his dedication to his craft and his ability to embody a wide range of characters that have solidified his place as a respected and influential figure in the world of entertainment. Join us as we pay tribute to this exceptional talent of Lance Reddick and explore the diverse and impactful roles he has brought to the screen. From his beginnings on the stage to his current success in film and television, Reddick's journey is a statement to the enduring power of passion, dedication, and extraordinary skill. Well, that about wraps it up for us this episode. We hope you'll join us for upcoming episodes of Cinematic Minds as we continue to explore the captivating world of cinema. Thanks again. Peace.